I'm Jordan Ward. And I'm with Dan Moser. Hi, everyone. We do a show called Good Improv. It's very astute. It's sketch comedy. I don't know what astute means, but it's probably that, too. Where can people see us perform? That's a really good question, Jordan. I'll just consult with my team. I'll be, just give me a moment. Okay. While Dan's consulting, I'm going to tell you about goodimprov.com. It's a place where you can go to find out what's going on in the world of comedy and improv. And All right, I'm back. Laughter. I got back. Oh. So the place for you to find us is at goodimprov.com. Hmm. It's a place for comedy, improv, and laughter. Hmm. So I would define it. Wonderful. That's astute. Thank you. I'm not 100% sure what that means. You ever playing baseball? Sure. Like professionally or just for fun? Well, you know, I could have gone pro. Chose not to. Yeah. Too much pressure. Well, technically, you can say that about anything. Oh? You could have been a pro bowler. I could have. Could have been a pro mountain climber. You're listing off a lot of my talents here at once. We're really burning through the questions on this interview. I thought we would have wanted to get to these. Build, you know? Tell me about the first time that you climbed a mountain. Well, the first time I climbed a mountain, or my favorite time that I climbed a mountain. Are they both the same? They are both the exact same one. Tell yes. me that one, then. So what happened was this. What I thought was going to be a molehill turned out to be a mountain. Really? So my experience with mountain climbing was very largely similar to the, the common phrase, making a mountain out of a molehill. Mm. But you didn't actually make it. No, someone else had made it. I assume God oh. had created the mountain. But in my defense... There were a lot of moles on that mountain. They could have done some of the work. You know, a lot of people don't know this. But Are you sure you want to reveal it then? It's... I think I can. Okay. Let me check with the team. Can I reveal this now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to reveal it. Okay. Up to you. Your show. Hank Hill turned into Hank Mountain. Oh. Yeah. Committed a horrific murder. Had to change his name. At least he got away with it. Right side? Yeah. Not for the victim, obviously, but for, for Hank himself, that's pretty good. Yeah, good for him. You Never. do a lot of mountain climbing? Me? I've climbed a few mountains. A few? Yeah. A couple mountains here and there. Some of the Rockies. Mm. Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3. Mountainous in length. Got through them. I'd rather watch a Rocky movie than climb a mountain. Well, sure. Who wouldn't? Now, I wanted to ask you about, do you think that paintings will be the next thing to experience remixes and reboots? I hope so. Because uh, then my bill at the museum might go away from when I was carrying that bucket of paint. I accidentally tripped and spilled some paint on a painting. I think we got a shot of that. You have a shot of it? Yeah, let's cut to that now. It, well, okay. It did happen in my private life. Very, would be very surprising if there was a shot of it. Did the shot just play? Pretty sure we had a camera. Yeah, it just played in there. Okay. We're back. I know it looks like I'm deliberately throwing the paint onto the, the painting, but uh, it's not. It's a trip. Now, when it comes to drawing, what do you think? Crayon? Pencil? Pen? Those are all great things you can use to draw. If it's up to me, I'm grabbing a bird feather and some ink. Mm. A specific kind of bird? A quail, you said. No, I said a quill. I could have sworn I heard you say quail. He's got birds on the brain there. A bit of a bird brain. My favorite bird, I guess, that I would use for a quill would probably be a flightless bird. Mm. Probably an ostrich. Oh, not a penguin? Or Easier emu. to catch. Emu is an ostrich. 
while they don't fly, they have very long legs that can kick you with. That's true. Penguins smaller. Grab it. But enough about penguins. Let's talk about emus and ostriches. Great. Often a confused species, both mentally and getting confused for each other. Yes. And yet, one of the funnest type of birds to own. Did you ever experience any problems as an emu owner or an ostrich owner? I'm not sure exactly what bird it is you have. No, I don't. I'm not allowed to own any birds anymore. But uh, when I was allowed to own them, let me tell you, an ostrich, that's a great bird. Mm. You know how in Alice in Wonderland, she has the flamingos and she's using them as golf clubs? Yes. I'll tell you right now. I've used a flamingo as a golf club. I've used an ostrich as a golf club. If you want to really get some get some wood on that ball, you're hitting it with an ostrich head. Count it ten times. Because mm. the heads are bigger? I consider a flamingo more of a, like an iron or a wedge. They've got the long beak. To get in the sand, they really dig up under the sand. Mm. But an ostrich has got the nice compact... Now, hold on. Ostriches bury, ostriches bury their heads in the sand. Exactly. So wouldn't it make more sense to use an ostrich in the sand? Well, no, because once they get in there, they don't want to come out. Mm. Pull them. You don't want to pull it on your clubs. You can wreck them. What is the right club for a bludgeoning? I would, again, go with an ostrich head. Simple. And in the end, you can pin it on the ostrich. You can say the ostrich just got out of control, started clubbing this guy. And if you're going clubbing, like, say, dancing? I think I would probably use some sort of ostrich club. Not a dance club? Mm -hmm. Disco club? Well, the legs are just so magnificent. Everybody be focused on the legs. That's true. They are. Sorry, I was just thinking of the legs now. It's okay. Filled my mind with images. Flooded. I get it. I get it. My mind's been flooded with ostrich images all day. That time when I bashed a guy's head in with an ostrich has just been seared into my mind. Now, you're an advocate for a lot of causes. Sure. You are an advocate for crocodile rights. That's right. Are you against crocodile rights? I think that animals should have equal rights. So when you differentiate and you say, oh, I want crocodile rights, I just find it's a weird thing to put the focus on crocodiles when you should just focus on all animals. I think that I would probably remove rights from all other animals if it meant giving crocodiles rights. Just crocodiles. Just crocodiles. And I, mean, I guess yeah. maybe a gator would slip through here and there, but we get our staff trained up, that wouldn't happen anymore. Now, you've advocated for unusual rights for crocodiles, ones that I can't personally see them fulfilling. Well, the right for a crocodile to drive a car, for example. Yes. Personally, I don't think it's going to happen. Why? Well, they've evolved to a certain point. How much longer are we supposed to wait for them? A million more years? If that's what it takes. The right for a crocodile to splash around seems like it already does that. But it doesn't have the right to. It's an act of defiance every time it does it. And the right for a crocodile to use public swimming pools... The crocodile shows up. Everybody's running, screaming. Sickening. Yeah, screaming, hey, there's a crocodile. Come see it. Yeah, exactly. Treating it like a spectacle. Terrified with excitement. What's the most terrifying thing you've experienced? Probably a crocodile attack. I wasn't finished my question. In the arts. A, a crocodile <laughs> attack. Same, same answer. Yeah. Is that during a show? It was. I went to a, a show, and it said that at any point... They could, you know, toss a crocodile into the crowd. I knew what I was getting into. Oh, so you went to a show. You were watching a show. I was enjoying the show. I also oh. enjoy the arts. I'm just to creating the arts. I also enjoy watching the arts. I assumed you were performing. No, no. Now, how do you feel being a crocodile rights activist while also 
being a man who holds the Guinness World Record for Mount of Crocodiles murdered. I knew this was going to come up. I feel good about it. Honestly, I feel like I've paid my debt to the crocodile community. And yes, I understand I am wearing gator skin boots that are just off camera. You can't see them. I'm here with Dan Gator Moser. I do not use that nickname. Other people have given me that nickname. I have assured you that I will not call you the creepy gator man on this program. Thank you. We could sit here. We could trade insults all day. I'm not interested in doing that. I don't think I've insulted you even once. I can't promise what the screen will say. I'm here with Dan Gator Moser, murderer of crocodiles, explaining why he now advocates for crocodiles to have the right to swim in local swimming pools. Have you ever killed a crocodile, Jordan? Virtual ones. Yeah, but what about a real one? It's one thing to blast a virtual crocodile and get none of that feeling, but when you take a crocodile, you put its throat in your hands. You strangle them? Of course. Of course. Of course. How are you going to kill a crocodile? Stab it or shoot it? It's rather undignified. Wait a minute. Have you been trying to drown them? You know they can breathe underwater. No, they can't breathe underwater. They can hold their breath for a long time. It's virtually the same thing. Yeah. That's what makes my feet so impressive. Okay. Able to strangle and drown so many crocodiles when otherwise you'd expect them to be able to stand there for a long time. I'm here with Dan Gator Moser, serial crocodile strangler. You now advocate for crocodile rights. I do. What was it that flipped the switch in your mind where you went to say, you know, today I won't <sighs> graphically murder This is a really tough story. I had a swimming pool in my backyard and I ran out to the swimming pool one morning ready to do a cannonball in and enjoy my morning swim. Mm -hmm. Get ready to face another day of challenges and victories. And what did I see in my pool? Floating there. A crocodile! Or so I thought. Mm. So I did what obviously you need to do when you see a crocodile in your pool. You call dive someone. in headway. Call someone. No. Whoa. No, you call out and say, here I come! And then you go. No, hold on. Why would you warn the crocodile before you jump in and leap at it, giving it a heads up? It'll here me, I come! It'll make my victory more impressive when I best it. You just lost the element of surprise. Anybody can jump a crocodile from behind, strangle it, and drown it under a pool. But it takes a real man to jump on a crocodile headlong, say, I challenge you, one-on-one -on -one competition, and then strangle and drown it in the pool. Did you challenge it, or did you just scream, here I come, and just left That's it? an accepted battle cry. Okay. The crocodile knew what was up, or so I thought. Because when I jumped in there, and I grabbed that crocodile by the throat, I started squeezing. It was thrashing around, wildly flailing its tail and mm. claws. Mm -hmm. Shouting, no, stop, please. Wait a minute. Please, father, stop. What are you doing to me? Crocodiles don't speak yet. That's what I found out that terrible day. So when I <laughs> emerged from the pool, carrying the crocodile above my head, tossed it down on the side of the pool in triumph. Mm -hmm. And what did I see? A pair of boots sitting there waiting to be made. That's what I envisioned. But what did I see? Your enemy, defeated. That's right. Drowned. That's right. Strangled. So I called out, Honey, come to the back. I've got another one. How many have you killed previous? At least four or five. Oh, I see. Which ended up being your other children. Yes, that is... Family of six. Just me and my wife now. I'm telling you that you murdered your son? Was that the end of the story? No, I, I, was, I wasn't fully finished with the story. So my wife comes out. Hmm. 
she raises my hand in triumph, mm-hmm. bringing the, the championship belt I keep in my home for such an occasion with her. Mm. She wraps it around my waist. You brought with you today. I brought it with me. It's just off camera over there. It's evidence in a murder trial, so I'm not really trying to get it filmed right now. Mm. So where was I? Uh, my son was... You're confessing to your, your son's murder, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> So, uh... Crocodile tears. I went down to, uh, remove the skin of the crocodile, as you do after you've killed one. Tore off what I thought was its head. Huh. And what did I see before me? My son's face. Cold. I, are you recording this? I... <laughs> Dan, you are an expert in many things, but one thing I'd like to talk to you about in particular... Somewhat rude to take a drink in the middle of the question, but that's quite all right. It's your ability to eat and drink and speak at the same time. You're an expert in this field. You've given many speeches while eating an entire sandwich. You've given speeches while eating a bowl of soup. You've given speeches while drinking a slush. I know. I know. I've given speeches where I've rolled a pizza up into a tube and eaten the entire pizza. Is there any food that you can't eat while you're speaking? All of them. All of them? But you've built a career out of speaking while you're eating. I carry around a small tape recorder. Is this recording now? No, I'm speaking right now. Definitely speaking right now. Because you are moving your lips every time that there are noises. I know. But you could just be... Miming along to a tape? Yes. There's a chance. But I assure you I'm not doing that. Okay. Not this time. Wonderful. The last speech I gave, I successfully poured an entire bottle of water into my nose while I ate a suckling pig. You actually uh, appeared to pass out at one point on stage, but still continued talking. Many people thought that it was sheer determination that was keeping It was a tape recorder that I carry around, but that I'm not using now. Hmm. I mean, yes, I have become an expert in moving my lips along to a tape recorder and fooling audience after audience, but I promise you I'm not doing that now. Okay. Here today. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. You're an expert in a particular field that fascinates me. Oh. When it comes to grave robbing, what exactly goes into it, top to bottom? It's what comes out of it, bottom to top. That's why you're the expert. That's how it actually works, Jordan. Now, as a young grave robber, I might have tried to reach my hands in, root around, see what I could find. But here's a little tip for you newbies just getting into the game. A shovel Mm -hmm. can really get through that dirt and down to the coffin. Better than human hands? Way better than human hands. Even if you dig like a dog? I've tried digging like a dog. I've tried just rolling around in the dirt like a cat. I've tried yelling at the dirt, saying, dirt, remove yourself. None are as effective as a shovel. Shovel, you say? Yes. Fascinating information. Now, uh... Here's the other thing about grave robbery, before mm-hmm. you jump into your next question. Okay. I just want to be clear on this. Yeah. I want to say it right to the camera so everybody knows. Mm. When you are robbing a grave, if you have permission from the person who is buried there before you take the stuff inside the grave, you are not a grave robber. Understand that. 
Mm. I just, I've had a lot of people who's like, yeah, you know, my mom said I could dig up her grave after she died. Mm -hmm. I went and dug it up, got all her jewels. I'm a real grave robber. And I find that sickening. Would you apply this same philosophy or principle, if you will, to other types of robberies? Say a bank robbery. Yes, I would. Mm. If you have permission from the manager to go take all the money, you have not done a bank robbery. Even if you shove a gun in his face? Doesn't matter. It's all theater then. Do you have any other grave robbing questions? Yes. I have many grave robbing questions. Now, as an expert grave robber, you must have encountered a lot of different soils. Which one gives you the most trouble? Anything with rocks in it? Well, all dirt has rocks in it. The shale? Shale. Concrete? Concrete's tough. Concrete's tough. You ever broken into a tomb? That's really kind of out of the spirit of grave robbery. Because I was going to say, they call them tomb raiders. Yeah, it's a big difference. Not grave robbers. I've never raided. It's all about the robbery, okay? It really seems like your name would have been Rob if you were so into robbery. You would have changed it. Changed my name to be Rob. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll consider that. I'm back with Rob. Welcome, Rob, to the show. Just try it on, I guess. See how it works. Now, do you feel like you've been robbed? Oh. Of glory, for instance, because you have been snubbed in the Robber Hall of Fame. Listen, a lot of people don't get into the Hall of Fame. No? You had a good oh, career? A lot of people do. Hulk Hogan? Rhett Michaels? Exactly. These celebrities. These are honorary robbers, okay? You think Hulk Hogan ever did the tough work? You think he's got dirt under his nails? Well, some people say he robbed the macho man of many titles. Many titles. Belts, if you were. Belts. And are belts a big thing in the robbing world? No! Is that what, you, that what you go after when you bust no, into you a grave? belts. Go after a man's belt? Belts are way down on the list. Unless they have a fancy belt buckle, you don't even consider the belt when you're robbing a grave. Really? You take the shoes before you take the belt. Seems to me a belt would be the first thing you'd go for. Why's that? Makes it easier to get the pants off. You don't want the pants either. Could be stuff in the pockets. You get in the pockets then. You don't need to take the pants off for that. You know how many times I've forgotten things in my pockets? Yeah, probably lots. Constantly. I find the same thing is true of corpses. I assume statistically when I get buried, the pants will have something in their pockets. And I'll check those pockets. What's a better kind of a pocket? A pants pocket or a shirt's pocket? I prefer the shirt. Most pockets are usually found around here. Yeah, on the breast. It looked like I was groping myself there, but I wasn't. Okay. Some shirts come without pockets. In that case, do you hope that they're buried wearing a jacket? And have you ever encountered anyone who was buried wearing a, a suit without pockets? A suit without pockets? Yeah. Yeah, of course. a onesie or something. Of course. Oh, that's not unusual? It's disappointing scores. Mm. What I'm looking for when I rob a grave is old grave. Mm. You know, lots of jewelry. If on the headstone it says, there's gold down here with an arrow pointing downwards, mm. I'm in that grave. Have you ever encountered a grave like that? No, not yet. Still waiting on that one. When a sailor finds a shipwreck, he dives deep down, mm -hmm. finds dead sailors, a lot of times finds gold. Seems to me it has a grave luck. robbery. Is that what you're trying to say here? Is it a grave robbery? No, not really. Again, there's no shovels, there's no dirt. But they're buried at sea. Not buried at sea. You can't be buried at sea. Sure, you can. You can shovel water. It's bailing, then. It's called bailing. Ah. Do you have anything that's usable in any capacity here? Probably not. <laughs>